So today, we're going to start a new six-week series, uh, and I'm excited about this series because the topic that we're going to be touching is something that I've never done a series on before. Maybe I've taught on in a teaching, but never broken it down like we're going to do and look into it and, and into a series. Before we start this series today, we taught on the end times. Remember, we were talking about the end times right before it led us uh, to Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. We were talking about the end times because we're looking at all the things that are around us. And we really believe, I believe, that we're coming to those end times that were prophesied long ago. Now, I can't tell you that it's tomorrow or next week or next month. But I know, like I said in that teaching, I know that is our end times. Because our time is flying by. And we need to be wise with our time. So this series is connected because if I'm believing that we're in the end times... Well, we need to know how we live in these days and how we make a difference in our lives. And how do I glorify and honor God in my day-to-day -day living? So the series that we're starting today is a series that you're going to be able to put in practice at home. You're going to be able to put in practice in your marriage, in your parenting. The series that we're going to be speaking of, you can put in practice as a follower of Christ at work, at school, wherever you go. And we're going to be talking about something that the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And I titled this series, The Best Fruit. How many of you guys like to eat fruit? Anybody out there likes to eat fruit? Uh, I, I, you guys have heard stories of a, of a tree that I have in my backyard. I have a mango tree in my backyard. But not just any mango tree, all right? I mean, this mango tree just produces mango like you guys have no idea, all right? The first year, it was exciting. Like, oh, I got a mango tree. I'm going to be eating it. The second year, like, man, it's like September and I still got mangoes, you know? And last year was my third year living in the house. I had to have Andres come to my house and get on my roof, okay, with something that Manny lent me to get those mangoes down. Because literally, I didn't know what to do with all the mangoes that we had, you know. I think my wife is about to start a mango business or something, you know. Gabby has like a, a business mentality. But one of the things, all right, I don't know how many of you guys are fruit lovers or not. Fruit are good for you, okay. And we're going to learn a little bit today about the fruit of the Spirit and why Paul called it the fruit of the Spirit. Because it's something that we need to cultivate, and we're going to get to that in a second. You need to, it needs to have the right nurturing. It needs to have the right sunlight. All these things need to be right around, okay, something that bears fruit. God is expecting each of us in this room to bear fruit for him. God is expecting each of us in this room to bear fruit for his kingdom. All right? So as we dive into today's teaching, I've titled today's teaching, Understanding the Fruit of the Spirit. Very simple. Understanding the fruit of the Spirit. It's the first teaching, so we're going to dive into this. So today, I want to answer a few questions. Number one, what is the fruit of the Spirit? What is the fruit of the Spirit? And why do I need the fruit of the Spirit? These are two very important questions. What is the fruit of the Spirit and why do I need it? So, my purpose today with this teaching, okay, is that you go out of here understanding, okay, what it is, okay, and why. If you're going to live a life here on earth that will honor God, if you're going to have a chance to do that, and we all have the chance to do that, I want to let you know 
that we're going to need the fruit of the Spirit in our daily lives. We're going to need it in our daily lives. It's impossible to honor God. It's impossible to live for God if it's not the Holy Spirit producing this life in us. You know, when I came to the Lord, I came at a young age, and I had a lot of things that were messed up in my life. And I thought that I had to change to come to God. I don't know how many of you guys have thought that in your life. I'm like, man, I'm going to come to the Lord, but first got to change some things. Let me tell you something. It's impossible for you to change some things to come to God. This is the way it is. You come to God, and then you let God change some things. That's the way it has to be. Because God starts to do the work inside of you, and he starts to produce the fruit inside of you. He starts to do that work. All right? Now, what you see today in my life is not something that I force. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's his spirit. And what you see in your life, okay, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. If you surrender to God, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will take hold, okay, of your life and start doing things in you that as you look back, you're like, wow, look at what's really happened in me. Look what God is doing in me. Maybe you have an issue today. Maybe you're dealing with some addiction. Maybe you have a foul mouth and the words that come out of your mouth are not the proper ones and you use bad language. You know what? Surrender that to the Holy Spirit. Surrender that to God. And I believe God will start working in you and doing something in you. A second ago, we were talking, and it's amazing. They were singing up here, and they were using that part of the phrase of the Lord's Prayer, okay, where love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things, all right? So if we go into that first question, what is the fruit of the Spirit? And you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The fruit of the Spirit is His divine character, okay? His divine character in control of your thoughts, your words, and your actions, is His character, God's character in your life, in control of your words, your thoughts, and your actions. This happens how, Pastor? Through the Holy Spirit living in us. Okay? The Holy Spirit changes our culture. Okay? Last year I did a series on the kingdom of heaven. And I said that the function of the Holy Spirit was to bring the culture of the kingdom of God into our lives. You know that the work that the Holy Spirit does is that he starts to erase our personal worldly culture and bring in the culture of the kingdom into our lives. He starts to change the way we think. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so he is. Sometimes you look at the decisions that you're making, and why do I make these knucklehead decisions, and why do I end up here, and why do I do that? It has to do with your thought process. And God wants to change your way of thinking, your words, your actions. So the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to bring a different kingdom. The kingdom of what? The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. So when we look okay, at the Holy Spirit living in us, okay, in reality, he's teaching us a new way to live. 
Which is that new way to live? The way of Jesus. You know that I've been looking at this series. I don't know if you guys saw this series on an app called The Chosen. Anybody of you have been seeing that series, The Chosen? Amazing. If you have not seen it, you could download the app. Okay, they're in season two right now. All right. And, uh, and every week they've been releasing one or two episodes, all right, of the new season. And I've been looking at that series. And what I like about it is not like a word for word, you know. But what I like about that series is that I look at Jesus. And when I see the way that they portray Jesus, I imagine the way that his character was. I imagine the way that his nature was. Oh, things are falling in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, things are falling everywhere. I'm like, I left on vacation. I come back and things are falling all over the place. What's going on? So listen, the fruit of the Spirit, all right, is really the character and nature of Jesus being manifested through us. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. You want to know what it is? It's Jesus' nature. It's His character being manifested through our life. For example, you want to see it? I'm going I'm to show it. We looked at all these words that said that the fruit of the Spirit, for example, is love. Jesus is love. Jesus is love. Jesus is joyful. I want you to understand God is not up there in heaven mad or upset at somebody. Man, I think Jesus was hanging around with his disciples, and I'm sure he played some pranks on some of those guys. Because you're hanging around with boys for three and a half years. Man, you go away with guys for a day and a half, and you're going to get some pranks. You're going to get some stuff that is going to be going on, some, you know, some foolishness going on. I really believe Jesus is joyful. Jesus is peaceful. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Jesus is peaceful. I'm sure you had an issue and you came around Jesus and all of a sudden he emanated this peace that all of a sudden whatever issue you were going through, you felt that, you know what, everything's going to be fine. Because peace doesn't mean that there's not going to be issues or not going to be problems. But understand that in the midst of those issues or problems, God is in control of that. And that you can be at peace. You can rest. Jesus is patient. Patient. How many of you guys know how patient Jesus is? Because let me tell you, if I had to have the patience with me that he has with me, I would have ran out of patience a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, God has a lot of patience with me. Jesus is kind. Kind. That's a nice word. The Bible says it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. God's kindness. Jesus is kind. Jesus is good. Jesus is faithful. I want you to understand that. He is faithful. Faithful. Jesus is gentle, okay, gentle. And Jesus, okay, is the personification of self-control. Because one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. I think that's one of those that we all need sometimes. Man, when they were bugging Jesus out, I don't know how Jesus didn't blow up all the time. I, did, I mean, I know that Jesus went to the temple and he flipped some tables and some chairs and stuff that was going on. If that was me, that would have been probably happening on a day-to-day -day basis with all the pressure he had on, you know? Because, man, this guy woke up and you had like three of them Pharisees already there, like asking him questions and trying to like all these things. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, it's like, 
Let me breathe, man. It's like self-control. He's a personification of self-control. So since Jesus wanted to teach us to be like him in character and nature, what did he do? He kept giving us examples about himself. So for example, I look at the Bible. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he would give us an example. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He's saying, hey, this is who I am. He said, I am the bread of life. And, and I love this when he says, he who comes to me will never grow, go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. What he was speaking, he was speaking about his character. He was speaking about his nature. He said, for example, come to me, all those that are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. So Jesus was speaking all these things, and he was speaking from his heart about who he was, his nature, his character. He was making a contrast, church, between the kingdom of heaven and the nature of the king of that kingdom, okay, He was making a contrast between that kingdom and the kingdoms of this world and the kings and leaders of this world. He goes, I am different than all the other things that you've seen. And if you're going to follow me, my spirit in you is going to produce this kind of fruit. It's going to be very different. So, for example, we were looking at the chosen. And in the last episode, episode three, Jesus is, you know, praying for people from morning all the way to night. Just praying over people, casting out demons, healing diseases. And the disciples are in the back, okay, fighting about who has the greatest authority among them. You know, who's the leader, you know. And Peter comes up to Jesus and says, you know, Jesus, you know, if sometimes you're going to stay away, you know, the way that you have. You know, you've been out the whole day and stuff like that. Maybe you should designate one of us. Like, for example, I. He goes like that. I can take control of the group, you know. You imagine that? He's like, there's a problem and I vote myself, you know, to take control of this problem. <laughs> yeah, just a little humble, you know. And... And Jesus was teaching them something completely. For example, in Matthew chapter 20, when this happened, verse 25 through 28, it says, Jesus gathered them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. What did Jesus say? Among us, it will be what? Different. And listen, I'm from a different kingdom. My nature's different than what you've seen. Among you is going to be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So he not only says, this is what I want you guys to do. This is what I'm expecting of you guys. I want you to be different from the leaders of the world. He goes, you know who's leading by example? Me. He goes, I did not come for you guys to serve me. I came to serve you guys. Oh, man. You know what that does to me? That makes me fall in love with God more and more. 
There's times that I think of these things, I'm going to be completely honest, and tears just come to my eyes. Because I'm like, you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. And you're so different than the way that I am. Teach me your ways, Lord. Teach me your ways. When we live like Jesus, we live through his spirit. And we live according to heaven's kingdom, heaven's government, rather than the kingdom of darkness. Okay? For example, the kingdoms of this world, completely different. No patience. Anger. No joy. There's no joy. You don't find joy. Love. There's no love. There's infatuation. There's all these other things, but there, none of these things. No kindness. Self-control. Come on, there's no self-control in the kingdoms of this world. So Jesus is teaching us the life of another kingdom. That's why when Paul, okay, is going to describe Christ's character in us through the Holy Spirit, he called it what? The fruit of the Spirit. He called it the fruit of the Spirit. And now I want to make an analogy of the fruit, like I was talking at the beginning. Okay, one thing about fruit, write this down. It doesn't appear overnight. Fruit doesn't appear overnight. All right? It takes what? It takes time. It develops with time. Maybe you're here and you recently gave your life to the Lord or you're watching online. You haven't been walking with God and you're like, why am I still slipping with this? Why am I doing this? Give it some time. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Don't give up. Oh, this Christianity thing doesn't work for me. Maybe I'm not even a believer. No, 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 no. Fruit takes time. It, needs, it takes time to build. Another thing about fruit that is important, okay, it needs to be cultivated. Write that down. Fruit needs to be cultivated. And how is the life of God cultivated in our lives? Is under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he starts to, to cultivate his life in us. So why do we need the fruit of the Spirit? We just talked what it is. It's Jesus' character, nature in us. It's his kingdom in our lives. Changing the way we think, the way we act, the way we speak. Why do I need this, Pastor? Well, we need the fruit of the Spirit in order to manifest and establish kingdom culture here on earth. If we're going to live out God's kingdom here on earth and be more than just a social club church, we're going to need the fruit of the Spirit. Because anybody could come to a gathering, all right, once a week and sing a few songs and give a few dollars and go home. But if we're really going to manifest God's character in our day-to-day -day lives, we need the fruit of the Spirit. We need Him working inside of us. The qualities or fruit of the Spirit, embodies the king's culture. Yesterday, my wife and I were watching the, the funeral of Prince Philip. I don't know if any of you guys got to see that. But uh, we watched the whole series on the of The Crown uh, on Netflix. So then when the prince died, you know, we were waiting for the moment that they would put the funeral, and we recorded it and watched it. And we saw the whole way that it was set up. And one of the things that they said, which is amazing, he goes, this has been prepared for many years. Like, what do you, and, and they get every step, every song, everything 
And I was like, what in the world? Because I want you guys to understand something. In a kingdom, things work different than, for example, in a democracy or in any other, in other authority for that matter. Kingdoms run different. And in the kingdom of heaven, okay, we have a king. Who's that king? It's Jesus. And he's given us his Holy Spirit to allow us to do what? So that we can manifest his culture wherever we go. That's why when people see you and me, they should see something different than what they see from the kingdom of the world. When they see you, your way of speaking should be different. Your way of thinking should be different. Your way of acting should be different. Because you're embodying a different culture. You have a different set of rules. For example, you look at different cultures around. You see somebody from a culture and you're like, that person is from this place. Just by the culture. You know, I love my Cuban people. I, my parents are Cuban. You know what I'm saying? But you just look at something and you're like, ese tiene que ser cubano. You know, that guy's Cuban. Because you don't do that kind of stuff unless you're Cuban, you know. The other day we were talking about, yeah. <laughs> anyways, we were talking about, you know, the way that sometimes we put things on top of our cars and we carry stuff, you know. And there's a meme that they send out of, no offense, Jimmy, Hialeah, I love Hialeah, all right. But of some Cubans carrying stuff on the top of their car, and they just put stuff. There was no rack, no rope, no nothing, just hands from all outside of the windows, all four windows down, and all the hands holding up was on top of the car. And you're like, yeah, baby, you know, that's how we do it, you know, I'm Cuban people. <laughs> and you look at cultures, okay, and you look at the way that cultures, okay, reflect the nature of their leader. For example, let's talk about the English culture. You know that the English drink tea every day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Even the queen, what time? 4 o'clock. I missed it by one hour. Look at that. Pastor Larry lived in England. All right. He did. He actually did. This is not like some of you guys. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, four o'clock every afternoon. I remember the first time that Pastor Larry and I were talking, like, we got to pick up this trash. He goes, that's not trash, it's rubbish. And I'm like, what? He's like, rubbish, that's the right word. I'm like, you see, a different kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the kingdom of the street. He's from the kingdom of England, you know? It's like, pick up that trash, you know? It's like... Anyways, we represent a kingdom by the way we speak, by the way we act, by the way we think. What kingdom? The kingdom of heaven. The thoughts of our Father. The ways of our King. So for example, for example, listen to this. It says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You imagine a culture like that? You imagine a culture like that? When you read this, you're like, this is heaven, exactly. That's what God wants for us. That's what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to die to get to live that. He wants us to bring that. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done through us. 
as it is in heaven. I know that we all have people that make us lose our patience. You know, we have that brother or sister that we have a conversation with them and it's like, Lord. Actually, you can measure your level of spirituality by that conversation you have with that person. You know what I'm saying? You know the work the Holy Spirit has been doing inside of you. You know, my wife, baby, you've been laughing the whole time. I don't know. It's like, what's going on here? But anyway, Jesus said it this way. That you know if people come from God or not by the fruit that they bear. You will know them by their fruit. So the fruit tells you where that person is coming from. What kingdom. What they're representing. And sometimes, guys, why is this important? Because we try to live with one foot and one kingdom. And we try to live with another foot in another kingdom. We have one foot here and we have another foot there. And Paul wrote, right before he mentioned the thing of the fruit of the Spirit, a few verses right in front in Galatians 5, 16 through 21. Follow me here. Okay? Look at what he says. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. I want you guys to know we all have a sinful nature. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you've been serving God for a hundred years, all right? You still have a sinful nature and it has cravings. And it says, all right, let the Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. What is it talking about? Two different kingdoms. All right? These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, say with me that word, directed by the Spirit. Okay, when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. We're going to see that in a second. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Oh my God, and the list continues. Selfish ambition, dissension, division, Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Sounds like South Beach. No, I'm kidding. It's like, if you're like, hey, pastor, you just described me. All right. What is it talking about here? It's talking about the desires of our sinful nature. He says this, let me tell you again, last verse, as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of what? The kingdom of God. If you're living like that, okay? If you're living with one foot in one kingdom and another foot in another kingdom, let me tell you what this means. Because a lot of people get to this scripture and they get confused and like, oh, you know, what is that? Inherit here implies living in or experiencing the kingdom. If you're living like this, there's no way you're going to experience the kingdom of God. If you're living like this, there's no way that you're going to live what God has promised of peace and joy and love. You're not. 
It's impossible. It's not going to manifest, okay? You cannot experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth if you're living according to a foreign culture. And I want you to think about that, okay? If you're living according to another culture, okay, you're not going to receive the benefits of the kingdom of heaven. Same way with this nation. You want to receive the benefits of this nation? You need to become what? A citizen of this nation. You become a citizen of this nation, you receive the benefits of this nation. But if you are a foreigner, you're not going to receive the benefits. The same way happens in the kingdom of God. Okay? If I'm going to leave, live the kingdom of heaven here on earth and manifest it, what do I need? I need the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I need to be connected to the kingdom of heaven. And this leads me to a very important question as I come here to the end of this. And that question is, how do I manifest the fruit of the Spirit? Okay, I understand that it's the character of Christ. It's his nature, his way of thinking, acting, and speaking. I understand why I need to live it if I'm going to manifest that kingdom here on earth, wherever I go. The question is, Pastor, how do I do it? How do I manifest the fruit of the Spirit? Well, I have good news for you. The moment that you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you. And the moment that the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, you received the seed of the kingdom nature. You receive the seed of the kingdom nature is inside of you. I'm like, Pastor, I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe you're not cultivating it. Maybe you're not nurturing it. Okay? You develop this seed by putting the right elements. By putting the right elements into your life that will allow it to grow. I just talk about what nutrients. Okay? Nutrients that you got to put, the right elements. What are those nutrients? For example, I'm going to give you three as we close this morning. One of those nutrients that you got to put into your life to let that seed of the Spirit that is inside of you grow, okay, is continual connection to God through prayer. Continual connection to God through prayer. I want to encourage you, Numa Church, you guys that are at home, to set apart time for prayer. And don't just make it something like, oh, my God, I need to pray. No, make it something that, you know what, you look forward to. The same way that a healthy child eats every day, a healthy Christian should pray every day. Same way. The same way that a healthy child eats, not only once. <laughs> I have four very healthy children. Very healthy. <laughs> they eat well, all right? The same way us as healthy Christians, what do we need to do? We need to pray. We need to be in communication with our Heavenly Father. That's part of the nutrients. Number two, all right? Learning the constitution of the kingdom. What's the constitution of the kingdom? The Bible. What's the constitution of our kingdom? It's the Bible. We represent the kingdom of heaven. We need to know what the constitution says. The Bible. Okay, we need to get into the word of God. Pastor, it's so boring. I fall asleep. Get an audio one when you're driving, you know. There's even a Bible, okay, 
with, with the voice of the guy that does Darth Vader. What's his name? James Earl Jones. You know, that he has this deep voice. You know what I mean? You could get that Bible and listen to it. You could have like Darth Vader read you the Bible, you know? Crazy, but it's true. Where do I get that? Google it. There's CDs about it. You can order it to your house and listen to the Bible when you're stuck in traffic. Those are nutrients. You're praying. You're reading the Bible. And the third one, worship team, you guys could come up. Surrendering to the guidance of the Spirit. Surrendering to the guidance of the Spirit. Those are the nutrients. You surrender to the guidance of the Spirit. Guys, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. And the Holy Spirit will prompt you inside. You know, okay, when there's something that he wants you to surrender. You will know without a, a shadow of a doubt. When something is going on in your life and the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I need you to give me that. You've been dealing with that for a while. You've been fighting with it. It's been taking your peace. It's been taking your joy you're not manifesting my fruit in that area. I need you to give me that. And when that happens, church, something very simple. Don't fight it. Surrender it to him. You know what I love about God? That God will not come and snatch something from you. Even if it's killing you, he will let you give it to him. He will let you surrender it to him. Galatians 5 22 and 23, the key verse that we read. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then it says this at the end. There is no law against these things. And you might read that and say, Pastor, what do you mean that there's no law against these things? Well, what this means is the following. No longer, no longer for you and I are we under a law that we need to follow strict. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. You know why? Because there's a change of nature inside of you. When the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, when that seed of the Spirit is inside of, and you are cultivating it and nurturing it, you know what starts to happen? It comes out naturally. I've never seen an apple tree, a mango tree, an avocado tree, a lemon tree. I've never seen any of those trees pushing for the fruit to come out. You know what happens? It just comes. Because that's their nature. Jesus said this. He talked about being born of the Spirit. And he was talking about being born again into the kingdom. He says, whoever is not born of the Spirit, okay, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. If today you're listening to this teaching and you're like, Pastor, I want to be part of that kingdom. I want you to be part of that kingdom too. You need the Holy Spirit. 
And the only way that you get the Holy Spirit is by being born again, being born of the Spirit. Jesus is having this conversation with this man that is the leader of the Jewish people called Nicodemus. And he's having this conversation with him. And Nicodemus says, I don't understand. Does this mean that I have to go back into my mother's belly? And Jesus says, if you're a teacher of Israel and you don't understand what I'm telling you, and I'm talking to you about earthly things, imagine if I would tell you about heavenly things. He goes, I'm talking to you about being born of the Spirit. And there might be people in this room this morning or watching online that have never been born of the Spirit, so you don't have the Holy Spirit inside of you, so you can never produce this fruit. But I want to give you that opportunity today. I want to give you the opportunity that you could be born of the Spirit, be born again, and have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. A change of nature, if you will. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. And if this makes sense to you, and you're like, Pastor, I need that change of nature in my life. I, I, I definitely want to have peace. I want to have joy. I want to have patience. I want to have all these things in, in, in my life. What do I have to do? Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Ask for forgiveness of your sins. Don't try to change your sins. Just ask Him for forgiveness. You see, in the kingdom, the Spirit teaches us to relate with God, not only as God, but as our Father. And He wants you to come today and become His son or daughter. And if that's you, right there where you're at, I want you to make this prayer with me. Like, I want the Holy Spirit. I want the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Repeat with me. Lord Jesus, today, I invite you into my life and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for all my sins. Come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Produce in me the fruit of your Spirit because I need it. I want to live according to your kingdom. Holy Spirit, take me by the hand into the arms of my Heavenly Father. And allow me to accomplish the will that he has for my life. Thank you. And right there with your heads bowed, eyes closed. Just everybody in this room, everybody at home. Just take a moment with the Holy Spirit. And if there's areas in your life that you've been walking with God for some time, and you see some thoughts that are not the thoughts of the Spirit. You see some words that have been coming out that are not the words of the Spirit. You've been seeing some actions that are not the actions that the Spirit would produce. Why don't you surrender that to Him right now? Why don't you yield those areas of your life to Him right now? Right there where you're at. Spirit, 
areas in your life that the Holy Spirit has shown you today that you need to surrender to him. I want to pray for you right there where you're at. Just raise your hands. All those that have areas in their life. Father, I just want to pray for all those that are raising their hands all over this room right now. Holy Spirit, you've been speaking to your sons and daughters in this room and showing them areas that you need to align, that you want to produce that beautiful fruit in their lives, Lord, right now, right now, Lord, as they hear your words, they are yielding to you, Lord. They are yielding to you, Lord. Do the work in them, my God. Do it now, Lord. God, give them supernatural strength, supernatural abilities. Produce your fruit in them, Lord God. I declare, Father God, in their lives, Lord God, that there's love, that there's joy, that there's peace, that there's patience, Lord. In Jesus' name, I declare kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, O Lord. Produce in them, Lord God, self-control, Lord God. We need it. Let us represent you well, Lord God. Let us represent your kingdom well here on earth. That's why you said, Jesus, that we would be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. It wouldn't be something we would do in our strength. It would be through the fruit of your Spirit in our lives. Do it now, Lord. Do it now. Do it now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say this. There's somebody here in this room that has been going through a very difficult situation that has robbed your peace completely. Every time that the situation comes up, it's like if your nature changes completely. And it's a specific thing that you're facing. It's a specific thing that you're going through right now. It's something that maybe hasn't gone on for a long time, but it's going on right now in your life. And the Lord tells you today, just surrender that to me. Don't you think I'm big enough to make the situation come to pass? Just relax. Just trust. Just trust me. But don't change who you are. Don't get out of character. Don't get out of nature. Trust me, says the Lord. Receive my peace right now, says the Lord. Receive my peace. And once this thing is about to escalate, remember my words, my peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. In Jesus' name.